verses 1 and 2. And brethren, I cannot speak to you as a spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk, not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able. You may be seated. This morning, we started a four-lesson series that will go through next Sunday evening. The lesson series is called, Jesus Wants Us to Grow Both Spiritually and Numerically. It breaks down as follows. This morning, we looked at Jesus Wants Us. Actually, we made one change. We changed the pronoun because really, it comes down to a matter of you. Jesus wants you to make a difference. Tonight, Jesus wants us to grow. Lord willing, next Sunday morning, Jesus wants us to grow both spiritually and numerically. And then the most important lesson in this four-lesson series is next Sunday evening. So what? How to become a contagious Christian because we're going to look at practical ways where you and I can, can share our faith with people that we love. Tonight, it's Jesus wants us to grow. Now, there was a dad. He had two children, a, a four-year-old son and, and a newborn baby. And uh, he worked uh, in his profession as the computer guru for a company. He ran their computer system. And uh, each night he would bring home his laptop in a, in a computer bag just in case his company needed him. But he'd always place it by the front door because as he would leave his house, he would just grab that computer bag and take it to work with him. Well, one day uh, he had someone on the phone with him as he was walking out and he just plain forgot to grab the computer bag. In a few moments... The four-year-old son comes running through the house and says, Mommy, 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 Daddy forgot his diaper bag. You know what? Sometimes you wonder about some people. Perhaps they still need to take a diaper bag because they act like two-year-olds, thinking the whole world revolves around them. The Lord doesn't want us to stay two years old spiritually. Jesus wants us to grow. Remember this morning, I asked you to come up with your five. Those are five people that you deeply and dearly love. Now remember how we narrowed it down? We said those five people... Those five people cannot be faithful Christians. These are five dear friends, five dear family members who are not faithful Christians. You want to lead them to Christ. You don't want them to stay as they are because you know, you know what their eternal destiny is. We don't like to think about it, we don't like to say it, but we know what their eternal destiny is. It is hell, unless they change. But before you can lead your five 
to the Lord, you must grow. You and I must grow up by feasting on His Word. Go back to that passage that was read. Verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. What's going on in Corinth? They're not growing spiritually. They're not maturing spiritually. Verse 2, I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to receive it. You're still stuck on the milk of the Word, and you should be on the solid food of the Word. The writer of Hebrews makes it even clearer. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. Of whom we have much to say, and hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers... You ought to be teaching. You ought to be leading people to Christ. You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. First principles are essential. And first principles are needed. And I'm very proud to say we have a very strong teaching here of first principles because it's needed. And those men who are teaching those classes are doing a tremendous job. But they would all tell you, because I talked to one before the service started and he agreed. We got to grow beyond, we got to grow beyond first principles. We must grow beyond first principles. We can't be teaching first principles to Christians who have been Christians for 20, 30, 40, 50 years or longer. It's time to grow up. The Bible here is not talking about gaining more knowledge here. It's not talking about learning deeper sets of truths that only the spiritual elite can understand. No. The Bible is talking about living. Living the knowledge you already have. As I've said in many cases, it's not a matter of not knowing. It's a matter of not doing. We know what to do. But will we do it? We know that our five are desperately in need of becoming a Christian. We know that our five are going to spend eternity in hell unless they change. But are we willing to grow up and lead them to Christ? When a new preacher comes to any congregation, there's always excitement. Because, you know, the new preacher has arrived. One new preacher down in Texas did something that I would not uh, really recommend to do, but I understand why he did it. When he arrived at that new congregation, 
he preached his first sermon. And Billy, boy, the people were just amazed. It was a sermon on Christian love and how we should love each other. And the people were just saying, wow, that's the best lesson I've ever heard. I wonder what his lesson next week will be about. So the next week comes. And he preached the very same lesson again. The elders went to him and said, um, we noticed that you've preached two lessons so far and it's the same lesson. Don't you have other lessons? Uh, can't you write other lessons? He said, well, yeah, I've got plenty of other lessons I've written in the past and I could certainly write more. And as soon as the church does this first lesson, I will move on to the second lesson. It's not a matter of not knowing. It's a matter of not doing. You know, to love those who've gone on before, oh, won't that be glory? But to love those who are here below, well, that's a different story. Christian love, yes. Easy to say, but sometimes hard to do. If you want to grow, you must begin practicing the truth you have, you already know, you have already access to. You got to practice what you already know you should be doing. More than that, to grow up, you must act right. You must behave like a mature Christian as well. Your five, your five need to see Jesus living in you 24 7. Verse 3 of 1 Corinthians 3. For you are still carnal. You're worldly. You're not spiritual. For where there are envy, strife, and division among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Paul is saying, church at Corinth, you're not growing up. How can you be the church that God calls you to be if you haven't grown up? Spiritually, if you want to grow in Jesus, then stop letting your fleshly desires control you. Stop acting in, in selfish and in self-centered ways. Be mature. We probably all have uh, either seen or read Peter Pan. Being a children's movie for a long, long time. What's the basis of that movie? The real basis of that movie is about a little boy who doesn't want to grow up. He wants to remain a, a little boy. You know, he doesn't want to uh, take on the responsibilities of manhood. He wants to remain as a little boy. I need to ask myself the question, spiritually speaking, am I more like Peter Pan? Spiritually speaking? Now, let me say this, if for some reason you feel like you don't have a good working knowledge of the Bible, I'm going to make two recommendations. Get involved in one of these, you know, first principle classes and go through it one time. One time. Know it. Number two, Join me in the MAP class that we just started this past Monday. And by the way, I ran out of study guides. I printed more study guides. They're up here front. 
in that class is going to take about five months, just, less than, just a little bit less than five months. We'll wrap up around Christmas. And we're going to have a good working knowledge of the Bible. And then when we have that knowledge, let's grow. Let's grow. Let's start growing in the Lord. The Christian life. The Christian life teaches you loyalty, forbearance, self-restraint, meekness, and a great many other things you wouldn't need if you were of the world. Folks, we're not of the world. We're Christians. What does the word Christian mean? It means Christ-like. Are we Christ-like? Look back at verse 3 again. Paul said, you are behaving like mere men. Paul is poking them, trying to make them to realize, hey, folks, we're not just mere men. We're Christians. We're Christ-like. Act like Jesus. Look at verse 4. Verse 4. For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? This is division. Division. Now, you've heard of, uh, of COVID. <laughs> now we've got what? We've, you've heard of monkeypox. Well, have you heard of preacheritis? It's been around for about 2,000 years. You know, it's out there. Um, in my lifetime, I have seen uh, about a third of one congregation go from one side of one city to the other side of the city because the preacher moved from one church, one congregation, to the other congregation. That's not what we should be doing. I'm just a preacher. Billy is just a preacher. The glory goes to God. Our allegiance goes to God. Our loyalty goes to God. I'm very happy to say there's not even a speck of jealousy between me and Billy. Right, brother? There's not. You know, we want what's best for 70 West, and we want what's best for God because we serve God. Jesus wants us to grow. Now, Retirement homes. Retirement homes are usually quiet places where mature adults have, have learned how to get along with each other, but not the case at Spring Haven Home down in Florida. They had to call the SWAT team. Can you believe it? That's true. It was in the newspaper. Why did they call the SWAT team? Because the residents got into a big fight over the buffet food line. Some were getting more than the others thought they should get in line. Folks, that's acting like a little child. Little children would, would, would fight like that. I mean, I can expect little children, little grade school children, to break out in a fight like that, but not adults. If you want growth, then Bible feast like adults, act like adults, talk like adults, then put it simply, grow up in the Lord. Then give God the in everything. Verse 5, who then is Paul and who is Apollos? We're just preachers. Who's Billy? Who's Michael? We're just preachers. But ministers through whom you believed. Yeah, we brought you the gospel as the Lord gave to each one. I planted, Paul started the work, 
Apollos came in and he added to it. He watered, but God gave the increase. The glory goes to God. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters. We're just preachers. But God, God is the one who gives the increase. Now when he who plants and he who waters are one, we're united. We're united together as one. And each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. Jesus wants us to grow. He wants us to grow in God. A church down in Kentucky about two years ago did a, um, a crazy experiment. But I want to tell you about it. Where their building was located, they had about 25 homes to the east of the building, and they had about 25 homes to the west of the building. Those elders said, we're going to try a one-year experiment. To all the people who live over here on the east side, we're going to really try to develop friendships with them. We're going to try to develop connections with them. I mean, they went to visit them. Uh, if the family, if it was a young family that had children, uh, the youth minister and a couple of members of the youth group would, would go then and follow up that visit. If there was anything happening, they invited those kids to go with them. Uh, they invited them to go to the uh, church camp that summer. They uh, invited them to go to all their activities at the building. Uh, everything they could do to interact with those kids, they were trying to interact with those kids. The women at the church, the ladies had a weekly Bible study. They invited those who would come to come and be part of that. Uh, uh, the ladies decided to have a, a share you talent, share your talent day on a Saturday where they, uh, the ladies got up and, and different ladies who had different talents like sewing or, or whatever, canning or, or whatever it might be. They shared their talents with the people who came and, and some of the ladies from those 25 homes came. And they had other activities that they were uh, uh, coming to and part of. And every time they did anything at that church building, they tried to really involve those 25 families. The 25 families to the West, they would get in the mail a postcard, invite them into events. They would get a letter or two to invite them to events, but they did not actively try to develop connections to those people. Here is the actual results after one year. For the group one, the families to the east, those were the ones who had interaction with Christians. Out of those 25 families, 14 families were now attending and there had been 27 baptisms. Group two, zero. Zero families attending, zero baptisms. If we want to grow, we've got to get out of this building. We can't just expect people to come to the building because we invite them. We've got to get out to people. We've got to have people in our homes. We've got to mingle with people. We've got to make connections. 
Because when we make connections, we grow. We grow. No connections, connections. We grow when we develop connections, friendships, key. What we do inside this building is worship. And I tell you what, Billy has done a great job today leading singing. Wonderful job. What we do inside this building is worship. What we do out there is church. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. What we do out there is church. People are watching us out there. Remember the story about me losing my first Bible study? Thought I, I would convert to man, was pretty well sure I was. And then I lost it because I mentioned his neighbor. That neighbor, that neighbor had been his boss at one time. And that Christian, he didn't act like a Christian Monday through Saturday. He was harsh with his employees. He was, he was cruel. He said things that a Christian should never say. He said words that a Christian should never say. And he did things that were unethical. That's the reason why I lost that Bible study. It was through the bad influence of a Christian, which I had no idea until it happened. What we do out there is church. People are looking at us and they note when we don't behave like we say we should, when we fail to walk as we talk here on Sunday morning. One of my favorite uh, children's uh, storybooks is the Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, in the story, uh, there are, uh, it starts off with three children visiting Narnia. Uh, the lion, whose name is Ashlan, he represents Jesus. And they come back after a time period, they've been away from the land, they come back, and here is what is said. Lucy, one of the characters says, Ashlan, you're bigger. The lion says, that's because you're older, little one, replied the lion. Each year you grow, you find me bigger. That's the way it is when you grow in your faith. When you grow in your faith, God becomes bigger and bigger in your life. He becomes more important in your life. And you, and the way you live your life, you end up drawing other people to Him. Once again, you know how I end all of my lessons. Once again, a reminder. How do you become a Christian? Right there. That's first principles. That's how you become a Christian. We need to know that. Have you done it? If you haven't, why are you waiting? Now, if you have, if you're a Christian, do you need to seek forgiveness? Has your life not been a true reflection of Jesus? When we say it is our hope, it is our wish, it is our prayer that we all live for Jesus 24-7, have you not? 
Isn't it wonderful we have a God who will forgive us? 1 John 1, 9, the church stands ready to pray with you and for you. If you have any need to respond, please do so as we stand and sing for your encouragement. Have you a heart?